Some of you get that because you're here for a service. But I'm telling you all, you are going to the other side. What is the other side? It's no longer working with my own works and my own hands to do what I got to do and, and settle for whatever I get. I'm going to the other side. The other side is a kingdom walk. It's no longer I who lives, but it's the Christ that lives in, in me. Let's all pray. Father God, this morning we thank you for this service so far. We thank you for the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the freedom of the Holy Spirit in this place. And I thank you this morning, Father God, that your word penetrate into the hearts and the minds of these people, Lord God, to cause them to do all the things that you've called them to do and even things, Father God, that they haven't even thought of in their brains yet, Father God. I thank you for a supernatural life that we're all on our way to a supernatural journey to bring us to the prosperity and the saving knowledge. Amen. Amen. All right. You can be seated. Listen, here, here's what I want to say. That's why I said in my opening statement in the first service, I'm going to say the same thing. I don't want you to hear anything I'm about to tell you. You say, wow, that sounds pretty awkward. Yeah, wow. He's standing up there in a the microphone, and I'm not supposed to hear anything he has to say. Instead, I want you to listen. Instead, I want you to listen. And there's a difference between hearing something and listening. I want you to listen this morning. In Matthew, the 14th chapter, Jesus feeds 5,000 men, it says, plus women and children from five loaves of bread and two fish. God, Jesus, did that. Probably closer to 7,000 people were fed from that small amount of food. And what was interesting is, is the disciples came over to Jesus and said, Hey, listen, there's all these people that got to eat. We got just enough for ourselves. Let's get out of here and send them home. And Jesus said, Oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that today. And you know what? The difference between the disciples and Jesus was is that Jesus was a listener. Jesus got away from, you know, all the things that were going on in the world. He took time with God and he listened so that not only could he do what he was there to do, but he could continue on. Like he already knew the next step beyond the next step beyond the next step because he had already listened to the still small voice of God. But they're coming out of this miracle here. And in Matthew 14, 22, it says immediately after that incredible miracle, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side. Everybody say the other side. While he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. You see, Jesus was a listener. You see, in a conversation of prayer, it's not just all about you talking. It's about you saying what you've got to say because God wants to know. In fact, he already knows, but he wants you to, to have that freedom to do that. But he also wants to have a conversation with you. He wants you to be still in prayer sometimes. Sometimes I don't have to say a word. I don't have to do a thing. I just have to say, God, I am here and I am listening. Because too often we hear and we jump out and we do these things for God and these exploits for God and all of these things begin to happen. But all of a sudden the storms of life begin to come, don't they? And that's the time you need to listen. 
You need to listen to the still, small voice of God. And I promise you, no matter how hard the winds are blowing, no matter how big the waves are, no matter how unsafe you feel, the presence of God is there to speak into your life. And it's not about the wind. It's not about the waves. It's not about any of those things. It's about listening to what Jesus said. He said, get, in, get back into the boat. Get back into the boat. Well, this is the same boat that took them from the last place to this place. And they probably took them a hundred other places. And they're probably thinking in their heads, well, we're just going to another place the way we've always, the way we've always gone. And there isn't going to be any difference between this trip and the last trip. There isn't going to be any difference. We're just going to get in the boat and we're going to go to the other side. But what they didn't realize was this was not a trip like another trip. This is the year of preparation. So we've got 31 days, 31 days where you could really begin to tune in to the presence of God in your life more than you have, more than you have. Let's not get back into our boat to do it the way we did it the last time, just so we can go from A to B again. Who cares? Whoop-dee-doo, we went from A to B again. But the problem is, is we keep getting going back to A. These cycles continue to happen in our lives over and over and over and over again. I'm telling you by the Spirit of the Lord this morning that we are in the year of preparation. We have 31 days. And if you'll begin to tune your ear in to listen to the still small voice of God, I know many of you got you have heard the voice of God. You've heard it and you're you're excited about it and you're doing what you know to do, but you're not listening. Listen. Listen. God is always speaking. The question is, are you listening? Is it all about just getting from point A to point B and you know getting back into that proverbial boat that brought me here and it'll bring me to the next place and so on and so forth? Or is it about, listen, yeah, I, wanna, I want you to go there. I want you to exp- have, have what I've spoken over your life. But I want you to listen because the storms of life are coming. And if you're not careful, you're going to get caught fighting against the wind and the waves rather than listening to the still small voice in the midst of that. Too often we get our focus on the problem and we waste all of our time and all of our energy on the anxiousness and the worry and all of the things that have got to get done so we can get from here to there. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God wants to have an influence on those things. Those winds, those waves are not yours. They are not yours. And you need to step back and say, wait a second here. Am I going to make my life all about the wind and the waves or am I going to make it about the still small voice? Of the presence of the Holy Spirit, which wants to have influence on what's going on in my world. It says here, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from any resources, far away from the land. For strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. But about 3 o'clock in the morning, everybody say 3 o'clock in the morning. 
Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's an evil spirit. That's causing all of these winds and all of these waves in my life. Some of you in this room are beyond the midnight hour in your life right now. Midnight has come and midnight has gone. And it seems as though God is not going to help you get out of the situation you're in. But I'm telling you, it could be 2 o'clock 59 minutes and 59 seconds and nothing seems to be changing and you're running out of resources trying to beat the wind, trying to beat the waves and you're not knowing what, where your next whatever is going to come from. But I'm here to tell you this morning, it's 2.59 and 59 seconds and you're about to see something in your life that you've never seen before. You see, the things that I've learned be before the midnight hour, you know how you can still get yourself out. You know how things are, are still manageable and you're still going to work it out. You learn a lot. You know, hey, you know, I got to do what I got to do to get this fixed before, you know, the month end comes or whatever it is in your business, in your household, in your marriage, whatever it is, we've all been there at the midnight hour. And the things that you learn before midnight are powerful things. And most of those things are get up off your lazy butt and get something done, right? That's what I've learned before the midnight hour. But I've also worked hard all the way to the midnight hour, and midnight came and went. It came and went. And I thought, God, where are you now? God, where are you now? Now what am I going to do? Where is my help going to come from? How is this going to work out in my life? And I'll tell you, I've learned in my experiences that the time from the midnight to the 3 o'clock in the morning when he shows up, I've learned more in that time than I've ever learned before the midnight hour came. There is hope. You are going to the other side. There is no question in, in God's mind that he has made a way where there seems to be no way. And it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. He's not concerned about the wind. He's not concerned about the wave. He's not concerned about how you did it the last time. He's not concerned about any of those things. He wants you to hear his voice in this time. And I'm telling you, when you can hear that still small voice, that's the game changer. That is the game changer. Too often because of our problems and confusion, we don't expect God to show up. I want all of us in this church to expect God to show up in our lives. Expect it. He's not your daddy, your, your earthly daddy that didn't show up. He's not the boss that didn't show up. He's not the husband that left you. He's not the wife that left you. He's not any of those things. He is going to show up. And when he does, you're going to see him in a new way. And we're going to get to that in a moment. I don't want to get too far ahead. But there's a big difference between passively hearing and actively listening. Actively listening causes me to sit down, and I liked how Pastor Matt said it, we all need someone in our life that says, hey, you have a pass to tell me to sit down, shut up, and listen. 
If you don't have a person like that in your life, I'm telling you, life is going to be difficult. Everyone needs to have an accountability partner in their life. My wife is my accountability partner. She holds the card, and she says, she, at any time, she can say, sit down, shut up, and listen. And she uses it. She may not say it that way, but she's the person in my life that holds that card. Who in your life holds that card in your life? Who is it? Find someone that can have that kind of influence in your life. Confusion will either lead you to quitting or to pride. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're going to the other side. Been there, done that. I'm called, you know. I know the way. Let's just get on with it already. I can fight the wind. I can fight the waves. Let's just get back in the boat and go to the other side. Bad idea. Great idea that you heard what Jesus said. Bad idea that you didn't listen when the waves and the wind began to push. Transition requires listening. And that listening will lead to revelation. New revelation. And the alternative to what I'm talking about will lead you to a counterfeit place in your life. That same place that seems to be hitting time and time again. Verse 27. It says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. The question is, are they listening? Because he's about to speak again. He said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. That's what he said. I'm sure all of them on the boat heard that, but I'm not so sure that they listened. Peter called to him and he said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. When I read that, I'm thinking like Jesus is thinking, like going, if it's really me, I just told you I'm here. See how he's not listening. I've seen more happen in a person's life through a simple little three things. You know, they're in prayer. They hear the voice of God. It says, don't be afraid. Take courage and know that God's with you. I mean, it could be something as simple as that. And I've seen people hear the still small voice in that and begin to act as if that's true and everything in the world begins to change. So there's a difference between hearing what God's saying and listening to what he's saying. So Jesus said, yeah, okay, it's me. Just you know, let's get over with this because this trip is not about you walking on the water. It's about you getting to the other. <laughs> Come on. It's about getting to the other side. So Peter went over the side of the boat. It didn't say he nice and calmly got over. You're talking about a big boat that's probably about this high up off the water, and he jumped over the edge and jumped. I mean, and the winds haven't stopped yet. The waves haven't stopped yet. He just said, oh, my goodness, I'm jumping in. And that's what he did. And you think, oh, man, that's incredible faith. Oh, that's powerful. And he begins to walk on the water, doesn't he? The problem is, is he didn't listen. 
He didn't listen. Now, now watch this. He said, so Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified, began to sink. He said, save me, Lord. He shouted. He was what? He was terrified. What did the Lord tell him to not do? Don't be afraid. Listen to what God is saying. I can't imagine if Peter, Peter would have had the, the mind to hear what Jesus actually said and wasn't afraid, took courage, and knew that that was God right there telling him to do it. I believe he could have walked to Jesus, and he probably could have walked all the way past him to get to the other side. Jesus speaks out, don't fear, take courage, I am here. We've got to hear that in our own way. Listen, it's not about what God spoke to Peter. It's about what God is going to speak to you in this transition period as the winds and the waves and all hell is seemingly breaking loose in your life. Hear the still, small voice of God. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Verse 32, when they climb back into the boat, everybody say climbing back into the boat. The wind stopped, and the disciples worshipped him. This is the greatest part of the whole story. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. These were the disciples of Jesus. They already knew he was the Son of God, but between the time of the midnight hour to the 3 o'clock hour, they had to depend more on God than they did on themselves. And when Jesus showed up, and this begins to change, and the water begins to calm, and the seas stop raging, and the wind begins to calm, all of a sudden now, they see a Jesus that they hadn't seen before. It was so personal to them. I believe that every person that was there when they said, you really are the Son of God, like this is a whole new revelation of who Jesus is in their life that they could not have seen hadn't they gone through the problem. But listen, if they, if they were all dependent on what they could have done, as their effort to get to the other side, they may not have gotten to the other side. But thank God that you got to be... Uh, a person like Peter that hears the word of God didn't necessarily listen when he got out there on the water, but he heard the voice of God, performed a miracle. Anybody in the room ever walked on water? Praise the Lord, just raise your hand. It's a, Come on now, man. <laughs> I do have a picture of myself standing on water, and I will show that at some point in the future. But listen, a miracle occurred that ordinarily wouldn't have occurred. Peter got back in the boat. I believe he finally listened and said, oh, that's right, we're supposed to be going to the other side. Don't make this next 31 days of your life to be all about the wind and the waves. You're going to waste your time 
on things that do not matter as it relates to you getting to the other side. Some of you think you're already on the other side. I'm telling you, as compared to where we are, just like the disciples, as compared to where we are, as to compared to where we're going to be when we walk through this thing and move back into the boat with a new set of understanding of who Jesus is in our lives, I'm telling you, you're going to be a new person. But in the meantime, everybody say the meantime, do everything that you know to do. Everything you know to do and get on your face before God 31 days, guys, 31 days, 31 days. Really get on your face before God and, and just say, God, I'm here to listen. I'm going to hear the still, small voice in my life. And if he doesn't speak that, you know, he's going to you know, make you win the publisher clearinghouse or whatever it is that you're hoping for, I assure you that whatever he speaks to you is exactly what you need to have a revelation about to free you to move to the other side. I want to close with this. We're going to hit the rewind button. Everybody say rewind. Same story, different circumstances. Everything that happened in the feeding of the 5,000 plus happened on that boat. Watch this. Verse 16 says, but Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. So hear this. Jesus said, go to the other side. It goes on in verse 17, but we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. There come the wind and the waves. Verse 18, bring them here, he said. It is me. Come. It is me. Come. And he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. God, Jesus focused on God's will rather than the contrary winds and the waves. Then breaking the loaves, which is the revelation that they all got into pieces. He gave the bread to the disciples. Isn't it interesting? It's not about Jesus. It's about the glory of God working through you, working through Peter, working through those disciples. And it says, who distributed to to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And after the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers, so that was the walking on the water, the realization of who Jesus truly was. It says about 5,000 men were fed that day in addition to all the women and all the children. And do you realize that not one of the miracles on the other side would have ever occurred hadn't they made it to the other side? The other side is in your reach. 
Pastor Barb prophesied this over our church at the beginning of the year. This is the year of preparation. You could be at this church for today, your first visit, and I'm telling you, you're still in the year of preparation. And God wants to restore that which was stolen from you, but he also wants to bring you to a new revelation of who he is. And it's not going to be by your might or your power this time. It's going to be by the spoken word of God in your life and the time between that midnight hour and 3 a.m. that God is going to show up in a big way in your life and you will learn lessons that you couldn't have learned in a hundred lifetimes in a moment of time but I want to challenge every one of you the whole reason for this message this morning is a you're going to the other side but you're going to need to hear the still small voice and in order to hear it in the right way you're going to have to become more active rather than passive because I'm speaking this morning you're hearing my voice in a in a passive way but in an active way you could be listening to what I'm saying I could be standing up here not saying a word, and you could already be in a position to listen before I ever walked up on this stage. God wants to speak into your life, and never take those. I know you get real excited when he speaks, and you write it down, and it's so incredible, but I want you to take whatever he writes, and I want you to put it to practice over the next 31 days days. You are going to the other side. You are going to see Jesus in a brand new way. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence this morning, Father God. Thank you for your freedom of expression, Father God. Thank you for prophecy. Thank you for laying on of hands. Thank you for all of the miracles and the signs and wonders that have occurred in this service this morning. I thank you, Father, that we're in the year of preparation. And, Lord God, we open our, our, our hearts to receive all that you have for us, Lord God. We are not ineffective. We are effective. And, Lord, all we need is the measure of faith to see what you see, to hear what you're speaking in this day and this hour, Father God. We've done all that we know to do, Lord God, and we depend on your grace and your mercy to take us the rest of the way. We're no longer going to be that which we were but we are now becoming transformed through this transition. And those, Father God, who are beyond the midnight hour tonight, this morning, I thank you for your presence in their lives, Father God, as well. But I also thank you more than anything else that they hear your still, small voice. Sometimes that can be spoken through another person. Sometimes that can be spoken through, through, through to the Holy Spirit directly. Whatever that is, Lord God, I thank you that they hear and they listen to what the Spirit of God is saying in their lives. And they begin to act as if it is so. I want to make sure that everybody in this room knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because if we're in a year of preparation or not, you're going to need him to get you through. You're going to need him to overcome every area of your life. So let's say this prayer together this morning. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Give me the ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to me. I commit my life to your word and to listening your still small voice in Jesus name.
Amen. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a moment. If you, if you are coming back to Christ or you're coming to Christ for the first time and you said that prayer and you meant it with all your heart, I just want you to slip your hand up this morning. Acknowledge that. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Go ahead and put your hands down this morning. Eyes open, looking around. 31 days. Change your whole life forever. Listen for the still, small voice. People in leadership, let them be your leaders. Let them guide you. Let them speak into your life and follow through. And I promise you, you're going to come out the other side of this thing just like the disciples did. And you're going to see Christ in a brand new way in your life. And you're not going to be taking that same old boat trip from point A to point B anymore. You're going to be on a track. I mean, it's illuminated by the power and the presence of God. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we have our prayer partners up here this morning. There's a connection card in the seat right in front of you. You can complete that. You can come up here, and they will pray for you, and they will help you understand what your next steps are in your walk in Christ. Otherwise, God bless you, and spend this next 31 days with all your might to hear the still, small voice of God. God bless you all.